Hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week, I'm joined by Alex Morland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics, who will keep you right on the road to couch joy. If you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week Alex is talking about The Gold, uh, our new Sunday night drama fix now that Happy Valley has shuffled off this mortal coil, RIP. And finally we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. Uh, Stephen has been watching Scream Queens on Disney Plus. We'll hear more about that later. But first, Alex and Stephen, what has caught your eye this week? Old new, good bad. What have you been watching? Stephen, tell me. Oh, one program that I did catch just because it was on, I was back home with my family over the weekend. The Mass Singer. No, no but <laughs> similar sort of, I've not seen The Mass Singer, but the similar sort of hell that I imagine that would be, it was called <laughs> That's My Jam. Oh, that sounds terrible. Mo- 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 <laughs> and it's just, a rubbish music quiz show like all of the other rubbish music quiz shows that have been coming out recently. I Is it, it's literally a quiz show where celebrities, Z-list celebrities answer questions. Z-list, yeah. I think I've seen it. It's, it's the kind of thing where if they weren't Z-list celebrities, no one would care about this stupid quiz. Okay. And because it's got these two people off selling Sunset in it or okay. that guy off the office. Now, Stephen, then it becomes I have to ask... Did you really not like it or did you just not like it because you got all the questions wrong? <laughs> just be honest. I, be honest. I didn't get many of the questions right. <laughs> um, it's for but, old people. <laughs> but I also sort of despised the show, yeah. I mean, Mo Gilligan has got it. I didn't realise that he has no personality when it comes to like, TV hosting. Wow. Like, We've got off on a good positive video, start today, haven't we? <laughs> but he just, he, just is, he just was so wet. It was so flat. <laughs> Okay, so avoid people, avoid. What's my jam? Is that what it's called? What's my jam? That's my jam, I think. So that's, that's my jam. I wouldn't worry too much. <laughs> okay, avoid. Right, what else? Anything else? Anything worthwhile watching? Yeah, actually, I watched um, The Detectorists. I finished that. Okay. And it's um, just like a, kind of like a sitcom, I guess, mm-hmm. about these two metal detectorists yeah. who were constantly sort of looking for gold and more often than not, just find ring pulls or bits of sort of discarded rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not really much of a plot. Mm. It's just sort of like a really soothing, calm sort of comedy drama that was quite yep. quite nice, yeah. I feel like there's a big following for that that actually kind of was like a sleeper thing that like mm. over the years it's got a bit of a cult following because I often see people referencing it in like Facebook groups and stuff like recommending it to other people so yeah have you watched that Alex? No no it's been on the list no. for a while but not it's on my it list as well Alex it's on my list as well I don't think my, my list is as long as your list but no, yeah it's, it's, it's a long list, list. <laughs> so okay positive thank you Stephen thanks for your positivity there yeah appreciate it Alex what have you been watching? A few, few different things um mm-hmm. As always, shrinking. Still, still not loving that. Still Persevering with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to track down Party Down, which is this like like a workplace sitcom about out of work actors who, who sort of join a part time catering thing. Um, oh. And that's from two thousand and nine. But they're bringing it back for a new run of episodes at the end of the month. Party Down. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I thought it might be an interesting yeah. one, but. Um, 
just can't say I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. just managed the first episode. The rest of them you have to pay for, so that put a bit of a stop to it. Boo! Um, paying for stuff from two thousand nine. Oh my god! And then this morning I went to see Beyond Paradise, uh, oh. which is the new Chris Marshall focused Death in Paradise spinoff. Uh, <gasps> yes. Yeah, which is on at the end of the month, and, and I'm sure we'll heard talk about more then. But okay. yeah, the other the main thing is has been Happy Valley, obviously. Happy Valley. Yep. What did you think? Tell us about your timeline of getting to the final okay. <laughs> finale. Even so, I. I didn't quite manage it in time. Oh. I, I was trying to get there for 9 p.m. sharp, so I'd be in the same mm. same sort of in sync with everyone else. I was, yeah. I think, 90 minutes behind, so it was a slightly mm-hmm. late night, um, mm-hmm. just doing three in a row. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I think be, because of it, I enjoyed the show more as a whole. There have been, mm. there have been doubts I've been not expressing for the past few weeks. But okay. It, yeah, it, it tied it together nicely, and I, I yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm going to be very brutally honest and say I was a tiny bit disappointed. Ooh, okay. And it's, I was kind of like, does anybody else in the world feel like this a bit? And I kind of googled it the next day. I was like, eh. and there was a few people online saying there's a couple of gaps in this, you yeah. know. And I think what I was missing, and I probably says more about me than the program, <laughs> is. A, like a big action sequence of some sort in the end. Now, I know, I don't want to give it all away. There is some exciting yeah. stuff happens. But um, I think it was clever what Sally Wainwright did with tying up some of the stories, but also a little bit like, you know, we spent an awful lot of time on this the, that story pharmacist. about the pharmacist. Yeah. And, and then it was just, <laughs> we just saw none of the action at the end. Now, I know the argument is that Catherine and Tommy Lee Royce became the focal point of all of everything, really, and that we didn't have to see the off the the other action because it didn't kind of matter, and she mattered and her story mattered or whatever. But it was a little bit like, oh, we did invest quite a bit of time in like episode two. Was that not nearly all about the yeah. pharmacist and all that? So, um, so yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. I think most mostly like while I've been watching the whole thing over the past few weeks, I've always been more engaged by like the family drama side of it, like mm. like the bit where she sort of tears up the skelet skelectric the race car toy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was too difficult for me. But um, yeah, so I was and 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 all through the pharmacist stuff for the past few weeks, I've kind of been like. I, I'm, I'm just not that interested in this. I'd rather yeah. spend time on any of the rest yeah. of it. So I was yeah. sort of glad that it just just kind of dismissed that at the end. Um, yeah. I think my other main thing uh, across the show as a whole, I guess, mm. is that I thought it was a shame that Anne Gallagher wasn't in it, in the finale at all, but in series three so much generally. Yeah. Just because I think... Or, or I've always felt since the first series that she should have been a much more central character than she was. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, she's great. And I'll hold back on anything more for, mm. for Stephen's sake. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a massive TV event, you know, so mm. it's definitely worth us talking about it. Um, and I do think people, the reception for it was very positive. And I do like that. We've talked mm. about it before, you know, that national tv events yeah. or whatever it's it was, cool to be part I of i was it. thinking about um 
the the line of duty finale mm. and it it seemed that people were much more like like on board with this yeah because ever since the line of duty finale even though that was clearly meant to be the finale, even the actors have kind of turned around and said, oh, well, I'm sure we're planning to do more. So, yeah. I mean, I I thought the finale was fine. I was never mad keen on the show, but I thought the finale mm. was fine. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just, just a comparison that occurred to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, I don't know, maybe it, got, maybe it had to do with the fact that we knew this was the very, very end for Happy yeah. Valley, you know, as well. Like, I've watched it since the start, and for many, many years, I've been like, when is Happy Valley mm. coming back? You know, like... That there's not too many programs that maintain people's attention like that, you know. But I'd love to know. Do you know what Sarah Lancashire is doing next, or do you know anything about uh, James Norton? What's Stephen? he's got? A... I did write a piece yeah. on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's you, Stephen. Look at that. You can contribute <laughs> to the conversation. If you can Sarah remember what Lancashire's you're... not got loads confirmed in the pipeline i don't think she does a lot i wonder is that just by choice oh she did that thing it was julia i actually saw one episode oh yeah i only saw one episode of it but i loved it she's supposed to be in the second season of julia when that comes out but beyond that she's not confirmed to be in anything else tommy lee royce oh he is he has got some things coming up um off the top of my head i think he's got a couple of like films that he's got Mm. um Rolls in. Mm. He's being pitched as the um, next James Bond as well. I, yeah, he. I thought this finale was his best performance. I yeah. have not been that massively impressed by him throughout the past yeah. seventeen episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Sarah Lancashire is like yeah, it's, way it's her show. Yeah, that Julia thing which is about the kind of first um, TV TV chef chef in America. Yeah. And was it on ITV? Sky Atlantic. I think it's on ITVX. Sky Atlantic. Oh, is it on ITVX? Sky Atlantic. Oh, it's Sky Atlantic. Yeah, sorry. Stephen, Stephen, just listen to Alex. He knows, right? sorry. Okay, we we, we both need to stay quiet, right? Sorry, Alex. Sorry. (laughs) Just thought we'd be going down a whole chain there. It's like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) So it's Sky Atlantic. I, I think I think so, yeah. <laughs> I think so. We better Google that now just that. in case you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because I watched it maybe 12 months ago when I was visiting my mom. She had it on, but it was on like an Irish channel. And I tried to find it when I came back and I couldn't find it on any channel. I was like, damn it, I was enjoying that. I watched like one or two episodes of it. Oh, delightful because I'm a bit short on programs at the moment so I'm going to go and try and find that and I'll report back as to where it actually is <laughs> next week well um Tommy Lee Royce is going to be in an upcoming Bob Marley biopic um Random. as soon as I saw that my first thought was please don't let me play Bob Marley and he's not <laughs> so that's good he and he's also going to be in a film called Men of Divorce and then I think he's in like an animated film Heart, Heart of Darkness the um based on the Joseph Conrad novel mm. Interesting. And the Apocalypse Now, Sorcerer. Yeah. He was in uh, War and Peace, wasn't he? He, had, he did a ter- turn yeah, in that after it? the last Happy Valley, I remember. Okay, cool. Well, that's enough on Happy Valley, I guess. Over and out. I watched two documentaries over the weekend. You'd be delighted to hear because you don't have to watch them now if you don't want mm-hmm. to. Pamela, A Love Story. Did you watch it, Stephen? Mm. You, were, you said you might watch it. No. Uh, and I watched Fatboy Slim's documentary right here, right now about his big gig on Brighton Beach in 2002 they were both 
grand. They were like fillers, you know. Uh, I would say for anybody born in or living in the 90s and noughties, there's a bit of nostalgia there, you know, uh, in terms of like clips from Baywatch and clips for, like how people dressed in 2002 or whatever. I don't know. Like it, Pamela, actually, it is kind of, it's good to see her personality and it's actually quite interesting to see how all the stuff with her, the leaking of her sex tape, how that all affected her marriage and her career and everything, which, to be honest, I would have had no reason to really think about this ever before. But it's quite neg- negative, you know, like I didn't realise how badly it affected her because everybody kind of has this preconceived notion that like they do these things for publicity or whatever. But it really does appear it was totally because they never made any money out of it, you know, and in fact, they tried to get the tapes back and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so it's a great insight into her kind of struggles. And she's she's like an interesting character. She's kind of damaged in ways. But um, yeah, like easy watching, you know, if you're looking for something one off ish. And then right here right now is. Yeah, it's a bit like. It's grand. <laughs> it's fine. If you're if you were around in those days or ever went to a festival or a gig back in those days, I think, yeah, you'll enjoy it. But there's not much insight into it. It's like man puts on party. Everybody, too many people come. That's kind of the story. You know, it's not a patch on that one that was out last year about um, the stuff in America. You know, the fest, the Fire oh fest. God, what was it called? Not Firefest. Like, well, it's not a patch on that one, but it's not. Remember the one that came out last year about Woodstock? Oh, yeah. Um, the second Woodstock, suppose it Woodstock, I can't remember the name of it. Whoops. Um, that's a lot more interesting and kind of um there's a lot more happens actually in it, you know, compared to Peace Love and Brown Rice and Brighton in two thousand and two. Um so there you go. Uh they're both on Netflix if anybody wants to watch them. And now we're going to move right along to something else. Alex is gonna to talk to us about the gold, which looks interesting, starting next Sunday on BBC One. Yeah, so it is a new new true crime drama. It's taken over the Happy Valley slot Sunday nights at nine. Uh, and it's sort of set in, in 1983, the early 1980s. And it is about the Brinks Mat robbery. So you've got these six criminals. They break into a, a warehouse at Heathrow Airport uh, and they're trying to steal a million pounds cash from a safe. They can't get into the safe, which is obviously... They're not pleased about that. But then they notice that next to the safe is £26 million worth of gold, which mm. is sat outside the safe because it was too much to put into the safe. Uh-huh. Uh, so they were very much there at sort of the right time. They, they kind of almost stole it by accident. Okay. Um, and it's you know it's a huge amount of money. It would be worth £100 million, over £100 million today. Wow. Um, and then from there, the, the drama kind of unfolds on two two lines. Uh, you've got the police kind of pursuing them, and then you've got the criminals trying to launder the money, make it look legitimate and reintroduce it to into mm. circulation, uh, which is, is quite complicated because of, you know, the gold supply, the way that works. Mm. Uh, and then they're kind of racing against each other to sort of catch them before they can you know, disappear the gold without a trace. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I've seen the first two episodes so far. I'm going to watch the rest rest later after we finish this. Um, and it's quite good. I'm enjoying it. It's got sort of a 
kind of a wry sense of humour, kind of sardonic. Um, it's from the writer of Guilt with Mark Bonner, which is another one that's been oh, yeah. on my list for a while, but I don't know if you've mm. seen it or... No, I haven't seen yeah. that one. Yeah, um, it's got some good actors. It stars uh, Hugh Bonneville. He's sort of the leader of the police. Yeah. Uh, and then Jack Loudon, our friend from Slow Horses. He's mm-hmm. the kind of the gold fence who's in charge of sort of redistributing that gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're good, giving good good performances. Uh, it's got some sort of like class tension aspects going on. It's always interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'd say it's it's sort of my preferred style of true crime drama um, in the sense that it's kind of like dramatising a, a sort of an outlandish true story, something unusual, yeah. as opposed to like Martin Clunes wants to prove he's a serious actor, never mind the real dead woman. Um, so it, yeah. it's, yeah, it, I preferred it a lot to that sort of thing. I do um, love those, you know, period pieces as well, where they like huge effort into like, you know, um, the scenes and the clothing and the furniture and the everything that's in it, you know, it's really evocative. So yeah, that's cool. Jack Loudon was on Graham Norton on Saturday yeah. night, actually. He was quite funny. Um, he was talking about the story of, the actual heist, you know, etc. And um, he said that of the gold that was stolen, there's like a certain percentage of that gold in all gold jewellery today that's sold. It, yeah. There was so much of it. It's amazing. Yeah. So, so um, not to, I don't know, not, not to spoil it too much. And, mm. and also I, I haven't looked it up fully yet, but um, the gold that they do manage to to resell on to reintroduce into circulation uh because there was so much that yeah is in every uh bit of bit of jewelry you might buy today but it also funded a huge amount of of, of crime in london so there's a big kind of explosion of like gang activity collar crime all wow. of it that traces right back to this one theft uh which mm. the series also kind of charts um, the other thing is that there's this idea that the people who stole it were cursed afterwards. Um, oh, yeah. So I think the series is probably going to touch on that a little bit. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, what goes wrong comes around. I guess well, you know, perhaps, might not be a curse. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does it compare to Kaleidoscope? I, I was thinking that because it's got um, yeah heisty aspects. I'd say. The, the gold is much more focused on the aftermath. Like the, the mm. actual robbery is done, I think, before before even the pre-title sequence. So it feels much more like it, it's a process story rather than, um, you, you know, what Kaleidoscope was because it is about yeah. this is how we move the gold, this is what we do to disguise the gold, that sort of thing. Mm. It's mm. much better than Kaleidoscope. It, it, yeah. it crosses that low bar. Um, but, yeah. Did, did anybody actually watch another episode of Kaleidoscope after no. we discussed it? <laughs> no. No, I did not. no, neither did we. Says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to that. I'm not so sad about Happy Valley ending now, yeah. knowing that there's something good coming up yeah. in its place. So cool. Right. We've time to go back to the future now with Stephen, who's going to tell us all about Scream Queens, which is on yeah. Disney Plus. Stephen, Disney right? Plus, yeah. Hmm. Two seasons. 13 episodes in the first season, 10 episodes in the second season. Yeah, I watched it because I, I watched it specifically for the podcast because I thought it's a show that 
I was aware of, but I think a lot of people hadn't given a go, sort of had heard of as well, but just hadn't got around to. Mm. And it's the kind of thing I thought I'd probably enjoy because it's like an homage to sort of slasher horrors of the 80s, 90s, mm. which it is, but it's a lot. I guess the best way to explain it is that it's like um scary movie, but as a series, like the scare, first scary movie yep. film. Is it actually scary or is it poking fun at No, people? no, as in, yeah, like a parody. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. I thought it would be part comedy, part genuinely scary, mm. but it's all the scary bits are so, like, laced with comedy that none of it is scary, which is mm. fine. It's its own thing. Um, but, yeah, it's based around um, a group of sorority girls at this um, American university who it transpires are being stalked by a man dressed in their uh, sports team's Red Devil mascot costume. Mm. And he's slowly, or she, or they, because it turns out that there may be more than one Red Devil involved. They're stalking and hunting down the sorority girls and slowly and fairly brutally killing them. And that's kind of the plot, but then there's also this subplot where it's revealed that 20 years previously, a girl had died in a bathtub at the sorority, and a lot of the people there at the time hadn't really cared and been very blasé about it, and that that might be connected to what's going on now and why they're all being targeted now. So I've not seen Pretty Little Liars, mm. but it felt a lot like what I imagined Pretty Little Lies would be okay. in that there's this whole like unknown villain that's targeting these people yeah. for something that's happened in the past, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, and again, and this was a problem I had last week, Ariana Grande is there for some reason. She's one <laughs> of the first victims. Um, and she can't act. Oh. <laughs> she, 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 she just can't. Yeah, like, bless her, she's got a good music career, that's fine. She, I suppose she did start on Nickelodeon, didn't mm-hmm. she? So maybe she does think of herself as an actress. She should stop thinking of herself as an actress. <laughs> oh, God. And just, should they have got the um, deepfake one in instead? Yeah, <laughs> so to be fair, it wasn't her fault, the deepfake one, I suppose. She she wasn't involved in that. Um, but, yeah, she... She's there. She's one of the first victims. And this is to give you a, an idea of how sort of scary movie-esque it is. She's she's tweeting as she's being murdered, like, oh, yeah. oh help me, I'm being killed by the Red Devil. <laughs> no. And then... Does she gets, tweet? No. That's funny. Yeah, I think I feel like, or maybe that's just Monty Python, yeah. but it's, it's that sort of level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, also one of the Jonas Brothers is in it as well. Sure. But then you've also got Jamie Lee Curtis from... Halloween, like a genuinely really good um, slasher horror film. So it's this real mix. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is great. She's a lot more in this, like her character in Everything Everywhere All at Once, Mm. where it's a lot more like of a dark comedy villain figure. Mm. It was really good in parts. Like the first episode was really funny. And the main character who's played by, I want to say Emma Roberts, because that's her name. Yeah, she's played by Emma Roberts. She plays this bratty university student who's wants to basically find fame and a nice boy, like a specific boyfriend she's got her eye on at any cost, and she doesn't really care that all of her group are being targeted by a killer. Mm. Um, and she's really good in it, and Jamie Lee Curtis is really good in it. But then you have 
Ariana Grande and Nick Jonas and it throws you off a little bit. Mm. And the more the series goes on, the more tired the jokes get, I guess. Like, oh, well, No, I was going to say, because um, I know we were talking about this the other week, but how, how does it compare to the other Ryan Murphy stuff? I've not seen an awful lot of it. Yeah. From what I've seen of American Horror Story, which is very little, and I saw the bits of American Horror Story sort of in the early days when it was yeah. quite well regarded, that sort of really lays into the horror a lot more, I think, um, and that sort of works. Whereas this, it it does know what it's about. It's not like it's confused and it's jumping between horror and comedy. It, it's just, it's quite cheap laughs a lot of the time, um, which is fine for the first episode or two. But again, it feels a bit like with the scary movie film. Diminishing Returns. That was like a 90-minute film. Mm. And... That was sort of done, but this keeps going for 13 episodes in the first season. And by that point, you're a bit like, I obviously don't care who the killer is. This is not like mm. an intriguing drama. It's just a lighthearted comedy. So Which maybe, maybe it should have been a six-episode season. Yeah, it kind of seems to hinge a little bit on the old famous faces yeah. in it as well. Yeah. Okay. And then the second season is set at a hospital for some reason. Oh, different characters. Similar characters. Oh. They introduce a whole new bunch, um, but some of the survivors from the first season are in it as well. But it's basically just season one, but different location. Okay. Hmm. So a kind of a middling review there. Like, watch it if you like that kind it's, of thing. I it's mean. worth watching for sort of the... Like, the references and the nostalgia for, like, the classic slasher movies. Yeah. A lot of it's a bit like... The film Heathers, um, which mm. is a high school horror comedy mm-hmm. and where a lot of students in the school are called Heather or in this friendship group. Mm-hmm. In this, they sort of riff on that because they've got like Chanel number five, Chanel number six, Chanel um. <laughs> well, number one, two, three, four. Right. Um, and that's quite funny. But yeah, I just wish it had been half as long, I guess. Mm. So... Okay, if you're into that kind of thing. But if not, avoid, probably, is the realistic yeah, review there. pretty much. Okay, interesting. Right, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast for today. Thank you to everyone who listened in. Do look out for Friday morning Screen Babble Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you've any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. We'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We'll be back again next week with more Screen Babble. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.